Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Farm to Table Studios brings you today's edition of The Howl. Morgan's Farm to Table is located on County Road 42 and Nicollet in Burnsville. Taste the difference, award winning. The Howl would like to welcome you to the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. Nothing But Net is a channel like no other, featuring all teams and all topics on everybody's favorite sport, basketball. The Howl is also a proud member of CLNS Media Network and can be found on clnsmedia.com as well as Podient, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. The Howl is produced with thanks to our wonderful supporting partners, Rhyme Sayers Entertainment, the pinnacle of underground hip-hop worldwide, Studio 23, where passion reigns supreme, and Isabel Street Heat, adding a bit of spice into your everyday life. I am the butt dial of the radio world, your host, Kevin Drake. To my right is Aaron Franks and Beans Groshong, the producer of the show. And to my left is none other than Rob Wrong Number Hess, who is the jack of all trades for the program. Now, usually on the show, we have a first and second quarter, but tonight we have a first half. And in that first half, we have Rob and Aaron's mock draft 1.0. It's draft night. The Wolves are making a playoff push. You're not going to want to go anywhere. You're tuning in to the Howl. The Howl here on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. Now, normally in this quarter, this is where we do the talker segment where we cover everything Wolves, everything NBA, WNBA. But tonight we are Draft Central. Draft Draft, Central. Draft is just a couple months away. It's going to come really quick. And, uh, you know, it's time we put out our first mock. Oh, it's going (laughs) to. It's going to. What? And I apparently work with seven year olds. This is phenomenal. Yeah, let's, let's get go. into the let's get into the 2018 mock I could, draft. I couldn't hold it back. Rob and Aaron both have their mocks that they have created with news and notes on why they think that they should go there. And I am going to we're draft experts here. I'm going to follow oh, yeah. up with the uh, with Bleacher reports. 
uh, first round as well, just for kind of a comparison sake. Yeah, see how you guys pace. see how you guys measure up. Keep you in check with your hot takes. It's a fun time of year, right? I mean, players are declaring eligible. Teams are tanking. Those teams. This is what you have to look forward to. Even playoff teams that are contending right now. You're looking, hey, what's that guy out there right now who could fill the spot? We need this position. That's where we're at right now. Rob, let's kick it off, man. That's key. So we'll start it off. Uh, Pick one is the Suns, and they're going to go DeAndre Ayton. And I think anyone that's in this position likely would have gone that. Uh, but he makes a lot of sense for the Suns. So he's the uh, seven foot one center out of Arizona. Uh, he's almost 20 years old. Uh, for a team in the rebuilding process, you can't go wrong with the talent like Aiton. You can slide him in as the center of now and the future, given Len is going to likely be gone. As long as he can improve on the defensive end, he is a superstar in the making. Rebounding, shooting, and he already has an NBA body. He will translate nicely. Given they already have Booker also, I think he's a better fit than the likely next next best player, uh, Doncic. It would be a fantastic pick-and-roll combo, those two. And I tell you what, I like DeAndre Ayton here as well, Rob. And a reason, uh, in addition to Rob, I agree with all his points. I think Marquise, Chris, and Ayton would pair well. Chris can extend the floor, also bring it on the defensive end when they want to. I really like that three-headed monster, not to mention you got T.J. Warren in the fold. Um, you know, and, and this could be forgotten. You got Tyson Chandler on the roster through the following season. You know, maybe he stays, maybe he gets bought out. But you have a former all-star, a top defensive player in his prime. Chandler could be a great tutor yep, for the young age. Sure. Kevin, what's Bleacher Report have on the books for the number one pick? So Bleacher Report is actually in agreement with both of you fine gentlemen. Probably the only time I'll ever say those two words together. Oh, wow. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, the center, uh, definitely makes a lot of sense here for the the Phoenix Suns. All right, moving on to pick number two. Uh, We're going uh, out of Real Madrid. Luka Doncic, uh, shooting guard, six foot seven, who many think one of the best international prospects we've seen in a long time. Um, as of most teams at the top of the draft, the Grizzlies are rebuilding. The Grizzlies, however, are different given they do have talented vets, but they lack a good young foundation. So here they'll go best player available and one of the most talked about international prospects, like I said, in a long time. Uh, none of the shooting guards on their roster are much to brag about, and he's also best player available, so I think this is just a match made in heaven. Okay, interesting take there. I like Doncic. However, Memphis, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about positions of need. I went through the rosters. I right now have the Grizzlies in a power forward center need, and I am going to go with a Duke freshman, Marvin Bagley, number two overall to the Memphis Grizzlies. Good player. All right. Uh, so Bleacher Report has Luca going to the Memphis Grizzlies. And, uh, Rob, I got to agree with you on it. You know, you look at the roster, you know, hopefully they get a, a 100% healthy Mike Conley back next year. Yep. Um, Marcus All is fully capable of handling the center duties. Uh, Jamichael Green. I mean, he's he's average at this point in time, but I think there's going to be some good power forward options available uh, in free agency that the Memphis Grizzlies can attack. I do. Uh, I've been so high on Dylan Brooks from the beginning. I love what he's doing in Memphis. He's really showing his his abilities. Um, I think I think having a, a strong shooting guard 
uh, here that could also play the three if necessary in in uh, with with Lucas is a good pick for Memphis. I think uh, you know if if he is who people are saying he is, and you know potentially the best Euro player and all of this that you see out there. This is this is a good pick for Memphis. Yep, I think it makes sense. Uh, so moving on to pick three. Uh, we have the Atlanta Hawks, and I have him going Michael Porter, uh, the small forward out of Missouri, six foot ten. After Schroeder and Collins, um, with, as far as the Hawks are concerned, there's not much to like, uh, other than maybe my hometown's Mike Muscala, of course. There are arguments for a few different players here, but I think given what they have currently, and given he was the top player in the country coming out of high school, I think that they can't go wrong with Michael Porter Jr. Um, he's only 18 years old currently, and many people feel like if he hadn't gotten hurt, he could have easily gone number one. A good-looking shooter. He's athletic. He's, he's pretty sneaky quick. Uh, Atlanta will hope he can play the small forward spot and likely some of the four for position flexibility, which would also make him a tough cover uh, for most smaller wings, too, with that 6'10 uh, height. All right. Um, I differ right here. I, I think Atlanta targets uh, a guy that can play alongside of Collins, and I think that player is Wendell Carter from Duke. I think you go back-to-back Dukies. Um, I think that would be a pairing um, for the ages, and it would also be a, a very solid core for Atlanta, having the the bigs, and you have Schroeder. Um, not to take away from... What Porter can do, but I have Porter sliding in this draft or in my mock 1.0. So, Kevin? Uh, so Bleacher Report has the Hawks taking Jaron Jackson Jr. from Michigan State. I really like him. Um, I see them actually going in a little bit different direction. I love John Collins. Um, I mean, the Hawks are going to have a lot of money open up in free agency. I would love to see love to see them get a center, kind of like what you were saying, Aaron. But I would love to see them go get uh, Mo Bamba, the center from Texas. I think he would be a great force to put with John Collins, uh, both offensively and defensively in Atlanta. That's actually a good segue into uh, pick four for me. The Mavericks, I have them taking uh, Mo Bamba. So the center out of Texas, seven foot. He's a freshman. He's uh, just about 20 years old. I think the Mavericks have a number of good options here at four because this is a, I think it's a very good and a deep draft. For a team that struggles to defend the paint and rebound, Bamba makes a lot of sense. I think he can hopefully be what they were hoping uh, Nerlens Noel would be. I think that's what they're looking for uh, with Mo Bamba. So that's why I have going to the Mavericks at pick four. All right. Pick four, and I think this is a steal for the Mavericks because in my mock 1.0, I don't have Luka Doncic going off the board. I think he lands at four to the Mavs. Mark Cuban could not draft that pick any faster, I think. I think he's right in that check. Him and Dennis Smith Jr. would be a force. Right? I think now you're starting to talk about something with the Mavs. We have joked that the Mavs roster is an absolute just shambled mess of, of who stays, who goes. Really the only one that I can say is going to stay and be something for the Mavs is Dennis Smith Jr., you pair him up with the young Doncic, and uh, that's some showtime down there in Dallas. So Dallas, after this season, will only have nine players on the roster. They've got a lot of expiring contracts. Uh, nobody really, honestly knows what Dirk is going to be doing. I don't even. I think I, he comes back. I honestly don't think Dirk knows at this point what he's doing. But I think uh, Mark Cuban and company need to start prepping for life. Ad after Dirk. 
Uh, so Bleacher Report has the Dallas Mavericks taking Marvin Bagley the third. I think that's a good pick for him at this point. I'll say it. Uh, I'm not a fan of Marvin Bagley. I've watched a decent amount of him play, and I'm just not a fan. I, I think he's one of overrated players. Like maybe like a Jill Okafor type? So uh, maybe the, the the name I've come up with a lot is he kind of seems to me like a Michael Beasley or like a Derek Williams. Just, uh, you know, doesn't, I don't know, there's just, he's athletic, uh, you know, he can rebound, he does some nice things, but, uh, you know, I just don't, I, I don't know if it's going to translate, I don't know, watching his game, I, I'm just not a fan, I just think he's overrated. All right, hey, I respect the take, and uh, let's let's remember this one, because uh, this could be some uh, Rob Stradamus over here. I like it, I like it. So, let's talk about five? Yep, so pick five uh, is going to the Magic. And the Magic badly need a point guard, so I'm going uh, Trey Young out of Oklahoma, the six foot two. Uh, you know, he's just under 20 years old. Really can score. I mean, really, really can score the ball. If you've watched him play, he's got a little Steph Curry in him, I think, just in terms of the distance he can shoot from. Pretty much can pull up from anywhere. So I think this is the perfect match for not only best player available, or, or at least one of the options, I think, but also it's a good need. Uh, some will argue, though, I think that he's not best player available. I know he has uh, definitely some people that, that think he's overrated, I think, going into this. But I think it's a good matchup. Um, and I think it's it's close enough to best player available where you can match it up with a need nicely. I think he could be considered kind of the boss of point guards, given the the first, second, and third thing he's going to think about is shooting and scoring. But I, I think it's a good match. So do the Magic go Trey Young at five? All right. Um, number five overall is Mo Bamba to the Orlando Magic. I'm not sure if the Vucevic um, work is going to – you know, be the long-term solution there. I think pairing him up with Gordon. I don't mind the point guard situation as as it sits. Although I mean, it can be improved. I think they can roll into the season with that, or look to improve via free agency, add some depth. But I think passing up on Bamba at this point, with some of the power forwards and the other centers available that are gone, I think he's a good choice here at five to the Magic. Let me add something in before you go, Kevin. Uh, you mentioned uh, you know, the Magic and centers. Uh, a funny thing that happened last night, I don't know if you guys saw this, but for the Magic, they accidentally announced Bismarck Biombo as the starting center, and everyone went crazy and was super excited. Problem was, he wasn't starting Vucevic once. <laughs> oh, man. Which is not great. But it tells yeah. you what they think of Vucevic, I think, there in Orlando. Yeah, which is crazy, because I've seen them have some very good games, and then I've seen them have some complete duds. You wonder if just a change of scenery is in the cards for him could be yeah could be uh so bleacher report has the orlando magic taking mo bamba uh, i think he'll go a little bit sooner than this so it's a facto jaron jackson at this point to the orlando magic uh in kevin's partial mock i guess you could call it i love you're just freestyling a mock over there yeah, that's good I'm, i've got i've I, I got the papers that you provided me earlier with all my cap space and everything and you like those? i love jaron jackson by the way one of my favorite players in this draft i there's so many things to like about him i think all uh, right 
So moving on to six, uh, the Kings, I think they select uh, Marvin Bagley. While I'm not a fan of his necessarily, I do think that NBA teams are. And so I think he goes here. So he's the six foot 11 power forward out of Duke. Um, he's uh, just over 19 years of age, so he still should be that at draft time. I think taking best player available is always a pretty good strategy for any rebuilding team. And if he's available here, it makes a lot of sense. Um, kind of like I talked about, I do think he's going to be kind of that Derek Williams, Michael Beasley type. Um, another name people have been mentioning is Julius Randle, which I think fits really well. And if he became a Julius Randle type player, I think that's that's a pretty good player here for the, for the Kings. Um, he is a, a project type player, but I do think he's going to be able to contribute day one because love is fire and love is athleticism i mean that's the thing you can say about uh, him as opposed to like a beasley or williams though is that he really plays with some fire and some passion uh whereas those guys did not um but just in terms of what he kind of seems like to me coming out of college that would be the kind of person that i see him as but anyways that's where i'm going with for the kings Fantastic. Um, Kings select sixth overall, Michael Porter from Missouri. He is a small forward, and I think the Kings are hitting the lottery truly indeed with this selection. Uh, as it's been seen, Rob had him going much higher. He could have been an absolute home run number one pick if he stayed healthy. I think all of that potential and, and pizzazz that surrounds him as a basketball player is what makes him special and you line him up with with healed and De'Aaron Fox and you add you know Porter to the mix you have some fantastic athleticism you got some size I, I like this for the Kings at six Michael Porter you know the other thing too it's it's obviously it's not for sure but if Vince Carter sticks around uh you get a guy like Michael Porter Jr. getting to learn a little bit from Vinsanity. Mm-hmm. Um, and this team, this team does not need another big man, regardless of what anybody says. You look at their roster, you've got Costa Kufus, you've got Willie Cauley-Stein, you've got Scal. I mean, it's just you've got your big men. Let's move away from the big men. You've got productive guys. Let's start building out other rounds. On that list, Kevin, who's small forward right now on their team that's worth anything to stick around? I or mean, that if you were the Kings, you would want to paying, invest with? You're paying $27 million to Bogdan Bogdanovich. Well, could, he, mean, be, could he play the two and have a— Well, well then what about got, Buddy Heald? Yeah. I, well, would start, I would start Buddy over Bogdan. No, oh man! I tell you what, I mean that's the thing is the the Kings are in the Kings are in one of those predicaments where they've got good talent, talent, but it's just it's not yielding any results for them at this point in time, and that's tough. So I think a guy like Michael Porter Jr. can come in, he can contribute. Well, here's I think he pushes the start right away, which I think gives a lot of competitive edge to the other guys on the you know on the bench. Here's something for you right here. If at six Michael Porter is available and he slid, do you think there's a team that wants to maybe trade with the Kings? Like you said, a lot of young talents sit on the Kings. Could they switch this for some possible depth or some future considerations? Because you know, there's there's a team actually that I could that I could see sitting a that, pick, that need a, a pick a, below them. That need a small forward. That could probably use a small forward. The Chicago Bulls. See? I mean, if you look at the Bulls roster, I mean, you've got Zach Levine, obviously, as your shooting guard. You've got Lowry. You've got Chris Dunn. You've got good young talent that's learning the game. you got a one and a two, and now you need a three. So, yeah, I mean, because Denzel Valentine, he's, nah. he's good, but he's not the long-term answer. 
Um, the, the Bulls, I think, need a lot of help in general. I think they'll be a lot better off when uh, uh, Robin Lopez's contract comes off the books after next season. And you're pairing Porter with a fantastic four in Markkanen. Yeah. I mean, you could be one, two, three, and four all lined up for the, the future there. And then, and then you also have Bobby Portis too. There's your center. And, and Bobby Portis is one of those guys that I think, in the in the right situation, plays sneaky good basketball. So, oh yeah, I think I think we could see maybe the Bulls try to move up a spot uh, to ensure they get their guy in Michael Porter. Uh, maybe you know a couple uh, couple second rounders or a, a future first kind of thing there in the mix. But uh, the three of us know how much. Draft picks are coveted nowadays, mm-hmm. um, especially with the salary cap being as tight as it is. So maybe the Bulls hope they get lucky and Sacramento pulls a Sacramento and goes for a guy that nobody sees coming or, you know, reaches on somebody and, and they can swoop in on Porter Jr. if he's still available. But the Bulls, I think, are, are one team in the scenario that uh, that that could move up. Let me add one point before we jump to the seventh pick and Rob here is at this point, I'd be interested to see if you guys agree with me. I'm drawing a line right here that this group of six is the group. This is the your 1A the, class. The, the tier one. Yeah. And the next is, I mean, they're not too far after the, uh, b- below, but this to me seems like the tier, right? I can see that. Okay. Rob? So seven uh, is, I actually think, you know, you talked about Michael Porter Jr. I think he's going to be gone. I'd be shocked if he wasn't. Uh, but I think they actually get the perfect fit in Jaron Jackson Jr. I think I really like the fit if they use him as a center, a good center that can defend the rim and just overall be a solid defender next to Lowry, and he can definitely be that. Um, I think he's the perfect complement to Lowry, and I think those two could be like a deadly combo for years to come. Um, he has kind of an odd shooting form, but he can consistently make shots, including from the three and the free throw line. So as long as he can continue that, uh, I just think he's the perfect player here. Uh, so Jaron Jackson Jr., um, the freshman out of Michigan State, still just 18 years old right now. Uh, at 6'10", I just think it's perfect pick for the Bulls. Okay, sticking with my small forward theme, Kevin mentioned a possible trade. Uh, you know, maybe the Bulls want to move up one to the Kings slot. If Porter slides, grab that small forward of the future. I think Porter is gone, so does Rob. With that being said, the Chicago Bulls select Mikael Bridges from Villanova. He's tried and true player. He's been around, played in clutch games, hit clutch shots. He is that guy that could fit in and probably play right away for the Chicago Bulls. I, I, how, I love him. I'm a huge Mikael Bridges fan. Thank you, Rob. I like that pick. Uh, so Bleacher Report has the Chicago Bulls taking Wendell Carter Jr. from Duke. I think if they don't move up here with the Kings or Michael Porter Jr. is not available, Wendell Carter makes a lot of sense for this Bulls team. Like I said, you know, Brooke Lopez or uh, whatever Lopez is in Chicago at this Robin. point. Robin. His contract is up after next season. They need the replacement of the future. If you're not going to be able to get your your three, you might as well get a solid five that you can build around in uh, in Wendell Carter Jr. Can I add something to that? I do wonder why the Bulls would want to draft a power forward type player when you have Markinen and you have Portis on that team. Well, I mean, let me ask you this, Aaron. Do you think Portis is a quality starting five? 
I don't think he's a five. No, exactly. A, do you think Mark? Do you think Markkinen is a starting five? No, you know you got two fours, so now you're now you're saying you're going to pick a third power forward. Wendell Carter is Wendell, a center. Yeah, yeah. Most people would consider him a center. You think so, he would play a true center position? Yeah, I think holes? he could. I, I think he could so. very easily. All right, then there you and, go. And, you I mean, sold even, me and even still, even if he's a, a quote unquote large four, that I mean that you, that gives you a lot of benefit. In, in in running, if you run a maybe run a little bit of a smaller ball kind of thing, or, hey, or whatever you decide if, to do, if but you can rotate and have position flexibility on three quality bigs like yep. that, where like you could slide Markin into the five and put Bobby Portis as a banger four in like a, a just a solid your core rebounder guy because you're going to stretch with Markin in, yep. Vice versa, interchangeable exactly. with Carter, that'd be fine. So I if be cool so it, for me and for Bleacher Report, if Michael Porter Jr. is not available, Chicago Bulls go with. Wendell Carter Jr. There it is. Makes sense to me. All right, so go moving on to number eight. The Cavs, uh, they get this pick, obviously, from the, the Nets in the, the Kyrie Irving trade uh, from via the Celtics. Uh, so I think uh, they actually go uh, Wendell Carter here, uh, the power forward center from Duke, 6'10", freshman. He's still only 18 years old currently. Uh, this is a pick that is very much going to very much going to vary depending on not only how the lottery turns out, uh, but also if LeBron stays and if the team trades Kevin Love. In this scenario, before we know a lot of those facts, though, I think Wendell Carter is the best player available currently, especially since he's only 18. He's got a good shot. He's a solid rebounder. Uh, a lot of things to like in this game, and I think he's a good option at eight. He has shown some solid defensive ability, more specifically in the second half of the year, and he needs to keep that up at the next level, including staying out of foul trouble. Uh, foul trouble was uh, an issue he had uh, early in the season, so he'll have to keep up uh, the strong defense uh, if he's going to be successful at the next level. Excellent, Rob. The Cavaliers in my mock 1.0 select Kentucky freshman Kevin Knox. And really, I think this is a guy that can sit in and I think he needs a little bit of tutelage to get going out of the gates. I mean, you're talking about a championship level team. I think this is a perfect roster for him to come in off the bench you know you got jr smith he's going to be behind he's obviously um some quality players in the Cavs, but i think kevin knox could be a, a very good choice for the Cavs at eight a lot of upside too uh so bleacher report has the cavaliers taking colin sexton the point guard from alabama here i like the pick um but like you guys said it really does depend on if lebron stays or if he goes i i don't like that at all i think sexton's a stud but first off lebron james plays point guard (laughs) so you're going to instantly take a guy who's like a tried and true point guard and like handicap him to to beat the bells think about it like kyrie irving who do you think played he played point guard but that was Kyrie Irving. No, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> you know no, what I mean? I'm just saying as LeBron's career starts to to change a little bit, he's getting older, they might look to a guy like Sexton. Uh, I just I just think anyone that's not a veteran playing point guard for the Cavs is a bad idea. And just This goes to your point. LeBron James at the end of the career, do you think he wants a rookie point guard? That sounds like a nightmare to me. But does it really matter? Yes. I mean, if, if you look at the other... He the doesn't other have pl- many years left. I mean, he's got a couple more years of this prime, and, and you're no, going to waste that, that with a The way that he can guard? take over a game and, and the guy, other guys that he has on the roster... I mean, why, Don't get why me not? wrong. Colin Sexton's a stud. I When I watched 
the Gophers play Alabama in the crazy overtime th- or three player situation that it was, or it wasn't even overtime. It was whatever. It was a three three on five. Colin Sexton put up the fight. I've, I've some of the. Best basketball. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool to see. It really yeah. was unbelievable. And I knew at that time, oh, this guy has it. He has the fire within him to never give up. And then he led his Alabama team on a fantastic SEC run. So I'm not taking anything away from Sexton. I just don't think a rookie point guard is a good fit for the Cavs. And that's all I have to say. From from what from what I can tell, Cleveland's not going to have a lot of cap space they're not going to have a lot of need to fill out the roster but the one thing they are truly lacking in my opinion is a true point guard and Colin Sexton can provide them that even if he doesn't even if he doesn't perform rookie of the year numbers in year one I think the growth that they'll see from him in the first three years will completely validate the pick well he's the best point guard in the in the draft and if LeBron leaves I mean there's that's why I was kind of prefacing mine with it's all going to change because it's going to depend on where they pick but also you know if they keep Kevin Love if they keep if LeBron stays there's lots of things up in the air so we'll see we'll see okay Rob number nine oh yeah so here at number nine uh we have the Knicks and I'm having them go Mikhail Bridges uh from Villanova the six seven wing I think this is a no-brainer pick for the Knicks. Solid defender with a big wingspan at 7'2". Seven, seven Very athletic, which doesn't hurt. Uh, he's a proven winner, helping Villanova win two titles in his tenure there. In addition to what he brings, he brings on defense, too. He's not just a scorer. He can actually do both. Uh, he's able to hit the three. He's a willing passer. He is legit one of my favorite players in this draft class. There's so many things to like about him. I think he's going to be very good in the NBA. And lastly, Knicks fans are actually clamming for him as well. Which is just an added bonus, I feel like, if you can have a player that... Now, granted, Knicks fans did not want Porzingis. Yeah, they booed Porzingis. Let's not pretend they know necessarily uh, who's good and who's bad. But if you can draft a guy that's talented and your fan base likes it, that's just a win-win. All right, let's see if you guys are paying attention. Who is the best player that I have not called out as being selected? So if we were on my... Aaron Groshan Mach 1.0 Big Board. Who is best available? Did you say Jaron Jackson? I have not. He is available, and so is Trey Young. I think he's too much to pass up at number nine, even though the the resurgence or resurrection of Trey Burke, I, I don't know. I think Trey Young is... Uh, it's just too much, and again, this is this is another slot, as as Rob said, with Frank available or Frank already on the roster. I think if Trey Young is there at nine, the Knicks could look to deal this pick because I think there's other teams that are going to be looking for that point guard, and he's the best available point guard remaining in the draft. Uh, so Bleacher Report. Their pick, I don't, I don't agree with, and kind of for the same reasons like you were saying, Aaron. Uh, Bleacher Report has the Knicks taking Trey Young. I just, uh, you can't give up on Frank at this point in time. He's had one full year in the NBA, and you do have Burke. Who's yeah, I mean, really it just solid. This, this is another option. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense to take a point guard here. Um, obviously, you love Chris Stops, but other than that, the Knicks are the Knicks are an underwhelming team in general. So the other guy that I had best available was Jaron Jackson Jr. from Michigan State, a power forward who actually would fit in well on the Knicks roster. So, I but it 
there was something about this when I was filling out this mock. I just could not see him sliding anymore, and I think the Knicks very well could leverage that pick. You know, the, the Knicks building it's the best player available. The Knicks also there. have Moutier. We forget about that as well. Well, I mean, granted, he doesn't do much. I don't but, know. I don't know that that matters. But I mean, look. Yeah. I mean, other I'm going to go with Rob. It doesn't matter. Other other than Porzingis, nobody really on this roster. Cantor. <laughs> Solid, Cantor was solid, solid. But, I mean, but but I'm I'm just saying for for the future. I mean, you have Cantor until the end of next year, and but the Knicks won't resign him. Trey for Burke's young though, I mean, eighteen he's not, mil, he's a super old player. Yeah, but we don't know if if this was a flash in the pan but, or but if this is consistent from I don't him. Think and it that's needs the to thing because you mentioned Moutier. While I, he's still young. You never know; he might pan out. They do have Kylo Quinn, Frank which I love. Kina, they've got some pieces, but I th- I think here you go with Bridges from Villanova. Yeah, I, I think, think it's a solid pick for the Knicks. If I, he's available, I, if he's available, I think they they got to go. In in my mock, he is. Well, yeah, okay, that's my guy. There you go. I'm a huge fan. Let's do number ten, Rob. So moving on to ten, we have the Sixers uh, by way of the the Lakers, uh, and I have them going with uh, the the other Bridges, Miles Bridges, uh, the uh, the three slash four out of Michigan State, six foot seven sophomore. Uh, he's twenty years old. I, I will say at this stage, uh, if either of the bridges are here, I think that they're going to be the pick. And, and they fit what the Sixers are looking for. Uh, Mikhail would be great, but Miles is no slouch either. Uh, we were big fans of him last year. I'm still a big fan of him. Been a big and, 10 killer for years. Yep. And and the Sixers fans do love him. Uh, so this is another one of those things where it's kind of a win-win. Um, I'm still hoping, or I was still hoping that he would improve a little more going into this season. I don't think you got the improvements uh, from last year that you were hoping for. Uh, um, let me give you something here from the Sporting News. They say uh, the 19-year-old's track record also stacks up to former NBA players statistically. As a sophomore, uh, Bridges averaged 7.7 points, or sorry, 17.7 points, 7.2 rebounds, and 2.9 assists per contest. Only 20 college sophomores in the last 20 five years have put up similar numbers so at least 17 points seven rebounds and 2.5 assists nearly every player from a major conference to hit those benchmarks had a really long nba career uh and that's before we get to lower prospects that did the same thing like will barton bonzi wells and lamar odom so guys that put up those statistics generally fare really well in the nba so you're saying a safe quality pick yep okay 10th overall, the Philadelphia 76ers, even though I have them pegged as a shooting guard of need, a position of need, I think go best available that's on the board. And in this scenario, I have them selecting Jaron Jackson Jr. from Michigan State. I think he is a fantastic player that can pair well with Sarge and Embiid. And I think you have that three-headed monster of just position flexibility. And that would make the Philadelphia 76ers a team to contend with for years to come in the East. So Bleacher Report has him taking Bridges from Villanova. Uh, if he's there, he's if he's if yep. he's there. Yep. Uh, but I think here the Sixers are more worried about Markel Fultz than they let on. And I think the whole issue with him, with his shooting, with him setting out games, I think the Sixers are worried. I think they want a little bit of insurance, a little bit of help here. Uh, I think they go point guard in either Colin Sexton or Trey Young if one of them are available. Otherwise, uh, look for them to take uh, uh, that Kentucky point guard. Uh, is it Gilgis Alexander? 
Yeah. Shy Gil- Gilgis Alexander. Yep. I think I think the Sixers go point guard here with this pick just to kind of give them a little bit of a uh, a support system for Markel Fultz so that he's not pressured into being the, the the number number one. That's cool that you say that because if they truly indeed do not like or believe in Fultz, I have Sexton available. Could be a slam dunk pick for him. Well, I don't I don't know that they don't like him or don't believe in him. I think there's just some worry in that camp because of everything he went through. It was one of the weirdest situations I can remember in a long time yep. watching and covering the NBA. Yeah, I agree. All right, moving on to number 11. Yep, so again, you're listening to, this is quarter two on the Howl, and you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. We are doing our Mock Draft 1.0 here on the Howl. Here is pick number 11 with the Hornets, and I have them taking the small forward, six foot nine out of Kentucky, Kevin Knox, who's still just 18 years old. It's a great first name. Yeah, right? Hornets are a bit of an odd team as they seem to be stuck in mediocrity. Could look to really reshape their team this offseason, possibly going full rebuild given rumors they were open to moving Kemba Walker at the deadline. I have seen many other mocks linking the Hornets and Knox. I do think that for a team that is likely in the beginning stages of a rebuild, I think you could do a lot worse than a young talent in Knox who doesn't even turn 19 until August. He could join fellow Wildcat Monk, who the Hornets took last season, uh, and help to spearhead that rebuild together. Knox led Kentucky in scoring this season, and while he, cons- while he considered staying, has decided to make the jump to the NBA. Will likely have the ability to play multiple positions in the NBA. And while we know Knox can score, for Knox to reach his ceiling, he really needs to improve with both defense and rebounding. So again, uh, I have Knox here to the Hornets at number 11. Nice, Rob. Uh, Kevin Knox, you know I'm a fan of. I actually had him going eighth overall to the Cleveland Cavaliers, noting the position flexibility that Rob had just discussed. At 11, to the Charlotte Hornets, I have Miles Bridges, a power forward from Michigan State. Again, this is the best available player, and it's in a position of need. I still actually have Colin Sexton on the board. However, if Kemba Walker's there, you're not drafting Colin Sexton. I think Miles Bridges is a fantastic option for the Hornets at 11. So Bleacher Report has the Hornets taking Kevin Knox out of Kentucky. Um they're, the the Hornets are in a tough spot. I mean, you, you're paying Nicholas Batum and Dwight Howard combined forty seven, almost forty eight million next year alone, and you're paying Batum another fifty two million the following two years. I don't know necessarily if a if a, a small forward here fits with Batum and MKG, but if they if they look to move Kemba Walker, maybe look for them to to maybe move up. I could see them potentially even moving uh, Kemba to Cleveland to move up to take uh, either Sexton or, or Trey Young. Ooh, now that's a sexy rumor, Kevin. That is, Mel. They did try to trade for him uh, at the trade deadline. I believe the Cavs did. Ooh, trade that first round pick. If you could Kemba? do something like that. Two, let's be clear, uh, LeBron, that's a move you're making if LeBron's going to stay, I would I would argue. Yes. Well, I, I mean, obviously they, they have to talk to LeBron yeah, you know, and go, hey, look, if we trade for Kemba, get you get you Kemba Walker, you're going to hang around? How many more All-Stars does this guy need? Right, I'd exactly. But I like the Hornets moving up here. Oh, um, boy. And the Hornets could even jump and maybe even look to move – Kemba to the Kings, maybe to make sure they get their guy. 
um, or even the Bulls in this position Ooh. and give up uh, give up some picks as well. So I think the Hornets. No, are, not Kemba to the Kings because have De'Aaron Fox. Yep, and the Bulls are really they really like Chris Dunn. Zach Levine plays a little point, yeah. um, but I'm, I'm just saying that the Hornets it fizzles out, Kevin. The, the Hornets, but the, the Hornets, the Hornets could like you, like you were saying, Rob. They could look to go into full rebuild, and you could see a guy like maybe MKG on the move. Or sure. even a guy like Frank Kaminsky, if he had any really true value, um, you know, I think the Hornets will be players in this draft, and I think they'll look to move up to secure a guy that they need. And I think uh, by the end of draft night, Kemba will be in a different jersey. Rob, hit him with that twelfth pick. Yep. So at twelve. I have uh, the guy we've been talking about a lot, which is uh, Colin Sexton, point guard out of Alabama. Very talented score for his point guard, as Gopher fans especially can attest to. Doesn't have to start and can learn behind Pat Bev in L.A., which I really like. Uh, not only, though, is he a very good scoring point guard, he's actually a good defender, too. Uh, one scout uh, told Bleacher Report, Sexton has the NBA body, NBA athleticism, and he plays both ends of the court. Uh, and he actually mentions, it depends on the team picking, but he's bigger, stronger, and actually more athletic than Trey Young. He definitely has a chance to go before Trey Young. So, again, like we talked about, Colin Sexton's a really good player, and there's a lot of spots that could definitely use him. So I think given all this, the Clippers will be very pleased to land him at this spot. Uh, I do think uh, Shy Gilgis Alexander, that's another player they could look at if uh, Sexton is gone. I think point guard's a, a, good, a good player for them. Let's talk about the first time me and Robert are green outside of the number one pick. I also have Colin Sexton going to the L.A. Clippers for many of the reasons Rob has stated. And I have a special note here, and I want to see if you guys agree with this. All the reasons you like Chris Dunn, but with an added shooting touch. Well, I didn't like Chris Dunn in the first place. Well, for the defensive capabilities, the efforts supposedly on both ends of the court, which is what you saw at Providence, I will admit. Yeah. I liked liked his play there. He really got after it. The jump shot. The I just, shooting I just never liked him being picked as early as he did into the Wolves. But Well, it, if see, here's the thing. If Chris Dunn would have been a 12th overall pick, probably not that bad. So, anyways, with that being said, uh, Rob and I agree. Colin Sexton to the Clippers. Kevin, what do you have over there on Bleacher Report? So, Bleacher Report has the Clippers uh, from the Pistons taking Miles Bridges from Michigan State. I like this pick. I don't think they necessarily need a point guard. Uh, They definitely don't need a center unless they're maybe looking to move on from DeAndre Jordan at some point, which is a possibility. There's talk Um, he could be moved. And if they do, then they've got the 12 and the 13 to to make that up. Uh, Miles Bridges, Michigan State, 12th to the Clippers. Let's go. Okay, and at at the 12th, I do want to make another note. I had called out sort of my first tier of players i think we've now reached that second tier of players here 12 deep so far i think this next step down um we'll see if you guys agree i think this is another tier of players coming down 13 and and continuing on through the the first round yeah i think i think you've definitely i think you start to drop at this stage a little bit you're starting to get more into prospects guys that have lower floors uh you know but still high ceilings fair enough i think that's kind of where we're at so at 13 um I do have them going uh, power forward center uh, from Texas A&M, the 6'9", Robert Williams. 
I think the Clippers are hoping that one of Bridges somehow falls to them, but I think that's pretty unlikely. Williams would be a solid value pick given some uncertainty if Jordan will stay with the Clippers or be traded. And if he is traded, that makes a lot of sense to go with Williams here. Some were hoping that his game would improve more since he chose to return for a second year, but there's still a lot to like with him. Huge upside player, and if he can improve and reach his ceiling, uh, the Clippers get a steal here. So Robert Williams here, 13 to the Clippers. Okay, very much in the same wavelength as Rob, looking for that power forward center to the Clippers. I am selecting Bruno Fernando from Maryland He's a freshman This is another guy Very solid upside In can be a fill-in If the Clippers decide to move on From DeAndre Jordan Bruno Fernando Number 13 to the Clippers Kevin uh, Bleacher Report has the Clippers second pick Robert Williams from Texas A&M So Rob right on point there Blue but the, the, posi- the position, we're spot on. As a position yeah. in need, we think it's right there. It could be interchangeable as well. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be one of those things where the Clippers look to build a couple of the positions that they lost when they had their fire sale last year, and uh, and potentially a little bit more of a fire sale, getting rid of DeAndre Jordan and saving themselves twenty four, twenty five million dollars in cap space. All right, so we're moving on to uh, 14 with the Nuggets. I have them taking Shy Gilgis Alexander, the point guard shooting guard from Kentucky, six foot six, uh, just 19 years of age currently. I think they could do a lot worse than adding another versatile Kentucky guard. They've obviously had good. Uh, you know things they've gotten from Jamal Murray uh, and he has the ability to defend he's a solid passer and a high basketball IQ I think that would pair him well with the Nuggets Uh, he can give them solid depth at the guard positions he does however need to improve as a shooter but uh, you know I think that he can do that so you're with that analysis you're thinking Jamal Murray is slides over to shooting guard no, I think uh, I think Gilgis uh, can kind of play both positions uh, a little bit. I think, he, and so can Murray. That's why I like it. It gives him some position flexibility. Okay, um, I because I was looking at that very same situation. I just thought keep things consistent, leave Murray where he's at, which is why I went with a shooting guard, Lonnie Walker from Miami. He's a freshman. I think he would be a, a solid pairing. A young backcourt very well could be the backcourt of the future for the Nuggets. Uh, Lonnie Walker, 14th overall to Denver. Good player. I like it. Uh, Bleacher Report has Shy Gilgis Alexander going to the Denver Nuggets, 14th overall. Wow, Rob. MFC, great minds, I guess. Great minds. It's uh, like Rob copied and pasted a little bit. No, no I think uh, no, Rob is. To be fair, Bleacher Reports came out after mine. After I made mine. That is so true. I need to check for bugs, apparently, at my work. I think that's where we're at. Uh-oh. Um, all right, so moving on to 15, we have uh, the Washington Wizards here. I have them taking uh, Mitchell Robinson, the center. Uh, no college, because he uh, chose to sit out. Uh, given they have some aging big men in uh, Washington, and they have solid guard and wing players already, I think taking a chance on Mitchell Robinson makes a lot of sense. Uh, he chose to skip college and instead prepare for this year's draft. I would say ready-made is not the phrase you're going to be used to describe Robinson. Some names to consider when comparing Robinson would be like a Whiteside or Jordan, and just in terms of style of play at that center position, high upside describes Robinson perfectly. And it's uh, very similar to what you thought of uh, Jordan when he was coming out of college. And that's kind of what you're looking for down the road. You hope he can turn into something like that. Well, here's a player from Texas A&M who I have – oh, excuse me – Washington 
pardon me, pump the brakes. I was getting ahead <laughs> of myself. Um, Washington, power forward center from Arkansas, Daniel Gafford. I think, again, my assessment of positional need for the Washington Wizards puts them as selecting Daniel Gafford. I did realize that Mitchell Robinson was available. I thought Gafford playing in college gave him the edge. I do like that. That's my mindset. Maybe it is the Wizards' mindset as well. Again, you never know until they bring him in for an individual workout. You know, kick the tires, right? But... Nonetheless, Daniel Gafford goes 15th overall to the Washington Wizards. Bleacher Report has the Washington Wizards taking Kyrie Thomas, a shooting guard from Crete or from Creighton. Uh, you know, which looking, is crazy. Yeah, I don't really think they <laughs> nope. they need it at all here. I mean, looking nope. at their roster, you have a stud. They're bringing like a waste of a pick. Yeah, totally. They're bringing really everybody back so except like for three lower level guys that are making a combined five million dollars between the three of them. So I don't know that this makes a lot of sense. No, um, you really need to start looking at Marcin Gortat's replacement. They go big man, develop them. Ease them into the, ease them into things. Well, we just had our so you're our Washington Mitchell Robinson, then, huh? Yeah, I think either that or maybe even Daniel Gafford from Arkansas. Oh, that guy. Yeah, that's a good choice. Makes sense here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, weaker minds think alike. Apparently, <laughs> all right, keep it moving, Rob. <laughs> all right, at sixteen, we're looking at uh, the Phoenix Suns uh, via Miami, and I have them taking Lonnie Walker, the shooting guard, uh, six foot four, out of Miami. Popular name to be linked with the Suns. Very talented freshman, only 19 years old, six foot five, six foot ten wingspan. He has the tools to be a very good defender. Uh, does need to improve his shot, and despite being athletic, needs to get better driving to the hoop. But again, if he didn't have issues, he would already have gone off the board. His coach says in the NBA he will be able to play both guard spots. We shall see on that, given his limited court vision so far. Obviously, they do have um, guards there. You know, in Phoenix, but this is kind yeah, of where Devin Booker. This is kind of the spot where uh, you're really guard heavy. So again, who knows if Phoenix is even going to keep all the picks that they have? Um, but again, I think this is one of your best players available here, which is why it makes a lot of sense. So the first overall pick, um, we all agreed. Even Bleacher Report had had it. Uh, DeAndre Ayton going first overall. Um, 16th overall, I have Robert Williams, power forward center from Texas A&M. I know it kind of cramps up that front court, but at this point, I think they're looking for best player available. This is it. And Rob has also alluded to another scenario, which simply could be a trading out of this pick, considering the number of youth already in Phoenix. I think adding just another young rookie, just to add another young rookie, unless you truly believe that this player can do something for the franchise, it's just compounding the problem in Phoenix. So look for them to shop this pick or select Robert Williams from Texas A&M. Bleacher Report has a guy that Rob introduced me to earlier today. Uh, he goes by the name I of love this guy. Is, is it Dzanin? Uh So the way I uh, yeah. So I always I think of it as Dzanin Musa. Musa uh, from Bosnia and Herzegovina. Or, He's yeah. 
He's a shooting guard, small forward. Watch the highlight reel on this guy. And if if the Phoenix Suns take him Ballin. at 16 here, I mean, kid can shoot. Uh, was this the one you were telling me, Rob, that he can't play any defense? He. So I actually legitimately read an article where they said he could go down as the worst defender of all time. Sounds like, like he fits like in the, the system. <laughs> like coming into the league, they legitimately said he could be the worst defensive player in the NBA when he comes in. That's. That's bad. Let it be known, I do not have him going anytime soon. Uh, but Bleacher Report has the Suns taking Musa. I think take a flyer on a guy. He is an absolute stud offensively. Yeah. I will say this. Uh, most most people say as bad as he is defensively, he is so good offensively, and he's only 18 years old. Uh Believe me, he's going to be really good. Let me and, and let from, me paraphrase something very quickly. Young offensive players, especially if they're not pressured to play defense or have a team, you know, they're not like competing for a high level championship. To it's not necessitating them to play defense. They want to play offense. I mean, these young kids these days you see playing basketball in the gym. They're not practicing defense. Go play at lifetime sometime. They're practicing right? offense. Yeah. Like, you know Literally. what I mean? Oh my I wonder God. why I get so tired. No one else is playing defense, and I'm like running down the court going, what are yeah. we doing here? Yeah. Let the old guy do it. Yeah, or you walk off the court like me before the game even ends. Um, I have done that too. <laughs> I just, you know, the, the big thing here too is you get an opportunity to take a risk, and this, I mean, the second son's pick – it just it makes a lot of sense. The guy can shoot. The guy's athletic. He's got good cut speed. Um, he he makes a lot of sense here. I I, right. I like it. I like it for the Suns. I think it's or a, if I he fell to Minnesota, I'd be okay with that too. Oh no, please no. All right, moving on. Seventeen uh, with the Bucks. I have them taking uh, Zaire Smith, shooting guard out of Texas Tech, six foot five, just eighteen years old currently. While he has yet to declare for the draft, uh, if he does, I think he's a great option for a team currently using Tony Snell and Jason Terry. For major wing minutes, which is a travesty since they have my guy Boz. Um, this guy, he is a low floor, high ceiling player who has shown the ability to hit threes with a good percentage, although very small sample size. Project is a good word to use here, and the Bucks have historically had no issues taking those type of players. Obviously, Giannis, Don Maker. Uh, so Zaire possesses good athleticism, good shooting form, and at just 18 years old, uh, he could really become a solid player here. And I think at 17, uh, this is the type of player you take a chance on. Hey, there you go. The Milwaukee Bucks select Kyrie Thomas, point guard Creighton. He's a junior. Um, Kevin, in his Bleacher Report mock that he's going over, um, he's already been off the board. Um, Rob has not had him off the board yet. I think this is a great spot for him. The Bucks can add to some guard depth, which I think they very much need. And there you have it. Kyrie Thomas, 17th overall to the Bucks. Bleacher Report has the Bucks taking Daniel Gafford, a center from Arkansas here. Uh, with the pick, which it's about the range. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense with Thon Maker, but Thon Maker maybe, sitting maybe looking fourth at, on the depth chart. Yeah, they got. I mean, they got a lot of bigs. So I don't know what they're going to do with him. I know they've liked him, but you're not seeing the production. He's young, though. Rob, let's keep it moving. Agreed. Uh, so we're moving on to 18 with the Hawks. I have them taking the shooting guard out of Oregon. Troy Brown. No. Kevin jumps for joy. No. I want him to come to Minnesota. No, no. No. There's other shooting guards we can take if we were <laughs> shooting guard. No, but gonna, I want Troy Brown. Kevin's no, no. going to love my no, no, that stuff. Pick. 18 years old. So I, 
I think there's a few names that make sense here for the Hawks, and I do feel wing, or if we go more specific, shooting guard makes a lot of sense, and value-wise, that's the best position available to. Uh, Zana Musa, Gary Trent Jr., I think are also solid options here, but I'm a Wolves fan, and I want those two available. So, Troy Brown. <laughs> All right, Atlanta Hawks at 18. Mitchell Robinson center uh, as Rob stated earlier um, he had Mitchell Robinson going it was a few picks before this uh, he sat out develop his basketball game in preparation for the upcoming NBA draft I think at this point the Hawks look to land a steal this is sort of a boomer bust pick as far as I'm concerned also look for the Hawks possibly to slide out of this pick if there is a player du jour available to some team in need at this point I think the 18th pick could easily be moved and the Hawks would be a team to do so yep Uh, Bleacher Report has the Hawks taking uh, Jair Smith uh, from Texas Tech here with uh, with that pick all right, let's move on to 19. Uh, and uh, the most important pick, of course, 19 being the Wolves. Yes. And I have them taking out of KK Sedavita, the small forward, six foot nine, Zanin Musa. Woo! I'm telling you, if you haven't watched him play, man, could this be the superstar we are trying to build, Kevin? I think it very well could be. Unlikely, <laughs> given he is absolutely a terrible, terrible defender. He fits Thibs' system so well. A large part of that, though, is effort, apparently. I think Tom Thibodeau and his dog-like barking and supposed defensive acumen could be just what the doctor ordered to get Musa <laughs> to be a two-way player. At six foot nine, he is at a minimum super intriguing as a wing player, and he's currently only 18 years old. And wow, what a skill set! Good court vision, can make a flashy pass, drive to the hoop effectively. Good shooter, even from NBA range. At pick 19, he makes a lot of sense here. But I will say the other two guys, I'm absolutely in love with for the Wolves and if we get any of these players you I'll be ecstatic. Better not stamp on my guy here right now. Jonte Porter or Gary Trent Jr. are the other two guys I am in love with. Not Gary Trent Jr. because Minnesota guy, Gary Trent's son, we know what a hard worker he is from my interview we had. Uh, so if we were to go with that player, uh, I can understand it. The one thing I will add about Zanin Musa, uh, he just recently won the Euro Cup Rising Star Trophy youngest player to ever receive it. I mean, this guy is, he's a star in the making. He's starting to sell me a little bit on this. But let me talk some sense to Timberwolves Nation out here. After all, this is the Howl on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel, and we want to talk about the Wolves. Are you guys ready for this? Everybody liked Laurie Markkinen last year. Is there anybody in this draft class that somewhat reminds you, a big that can step out, hit the three, has the dribble drive penetration aspects? Maybe they just played in the national championship game. Doesn't ring a bell? I, I think I know who you may be describing. Yes. Moritz Wagner yeah. from Michigan. Oof. I think this would be a great pick here. What do you mean, oof? We're talking about moving away from Gorgie. You can't take him at 19, man. Wow. All right. Well, we shall see. Thanks, Rob, for the enthusiasm. Can't do it. Okay. I can't do it. Oh, but we're going to take the guy that can't play a lick of defense. For, for the record, he would fit in well. No one on this team plays a lick of defense okay. other than Butler. Well, <laughs> I, for the record, I like Moritz Wagner. I really do. Wagner I just plays, think you could trade back to get him. Wagner plays good defense. Well, I, 
I like him. I'm a fan. I'm a. I wasn't pitching a trade back scenario, Rob. So I think Wagner stretches the court. I think he's a a shoe in uh, replacement for Gorgie. I don't think he requires to be a starter right away, and he can easily slide in and play 16, 18 minutes behind Taj Gibson. Sit that out for a couple years while Taj is preparing. You got a nice cheap salary on the books, and a guy that is a great free throw shooter for for being his size and can hit the three ball at an NBA distance. I love this pick for the Minnesota Timberwolves. If we ended up with him, I wouldn't be upset. I like Moritz Wagner. I just don't think the value's there. And I think he's coming on a lot. I mean, I have seen legitimate progressions in his game. And, and I know this because we watch the Gophers. We watch Big Ten basketball. Michigan has been a, one of my favorite colleges outside of the Gophers to watch. I've, I've been a Michigan fan since the Fab Fab Five back in the day. So, like, I've watched a fair amount of Michigan basketball. I like him. He's got an NBA body. He's strong. And if you saw the effort he played with in the NCAA tournament, he gave everything he got. That's the kind of guy I want on my team. If you watch, I will say this. If you're looking power forward... I, I think you really should watch some Jonte Porter because if you want a power forward, like that guy looks and plays like a Draymond Green type. The guy can do everything. That's so cool. I, the, all I'm going to say is that's that that'd be the name to watch more. So I think so. We got we, so we got Musa Wagner and Porter as some targets for the Wolves at 19. And Gary Trent Jr. and Gary Trent Jr. You know I don't know for shooting the shooting guard, but I think if you have a chance to grab a guy, I think like we him. most definitely need a shooting guard. Shooting guard outside of my positions of need for the Wolves is small forward and shooting guard, or excuse me, power forward and, and shooting someone guard. Someone to play defense. Well, you know. We do kind of need somebody as a shooting guard slash small forward. And one that I would like to tickle your fancy with for a few minutes here plays in the Pacific Northwest. I don't let anyone tickle my fancy. Uh, He goes by the name of Troy Brown. And if he is available here, Minnesota fans, you are going to love Troy Brown like I love Troy Brown. There's no bias at all. No, not all. not at all. I mean, I picked the links to take Lexi Bando with the third or with the third round pick in uh, the WNBA draft, and why not make it an Oregon connection with Troy Brown here to the Minnesota Timberwolves at 19? I called for Jordan Bell. I called for Dylan Brooks as good second round options for the Timberwolves last year. Look how they're panning out. I think Troy Brown is a guy who is an incredibly good finisher at the rim. His stats aren't going to blow you out of the water. Uh, but the guy's a workhorse. He's great, good motor, good finisher. He can shoot the three. He can hit the mid-range. He's going to get you assists. He's going to get you rebounds. The guy, I, I think he would be a great fit here. Uh, defensively, he gets the job done. He's not stellar. He's not poor. He'll get the job done. He'll play probably better defense than 70% of the team does now anyways. Uh, but if Troy Brown is available here, I would love to see the Wolves go with him. I would also love to see Gary Trent Jr. in a Minnesota uniform as well if uh, Musa is unavailable. I think we can all agree, though, there's a number of names that would really be nice to have. This yeah. is a really deep draft. I mean, well, we just listed off four or five quality yeah. players that Reed. I got to be honest with you, I really wouldn't complain for any of them just simply because there's there's options. Right, Agreed. and you're really going to get an idea for what direction the team is going to go with. Yep. I, you know, I have said this all along. The Wolves have been so tight-lipped. You only get 
ideas on the direction the team's trying to go by the acquisitions and the moves they make. Yep, that's true. You, you saw what they've tried to do. This offseason of all offseasons will, will surely tell us what their plan is. So here, here's a quick question for you guys while we're on the Minnesota Timberwolves, and then we can we can move along here in our uh, quarter two mock draft on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. Do you guys see Gorgie getting moved on draft night, or do you see him getting moved at a later date, maybe a little bit closer to free agency? What are you, or do you not see him getting moved at all? He's going to be so difficult to move. I honestly think you're stuck with him, which yeah. sucks. Uh, we've said it before. It almost felt like we'd have to give up a pick to move the contract. Which you can't do. You yeah. can't give a pick up. I know. It's so, and especially because we need that cheap salary on unless the books. Unless you're taking someone else's crappy player, which isn't going to help. So, I- unless but, it's like a... Uh, swap them for some like a change of scenery type way f- way future first round pick on a good team so you're looking late 20s type type of pick for him I, I don't see it happening Kevin I got to be honest with you let me let me ask you one one final question on this do you see maybe trying to get a guy that's making the same amount this year and on like a one year deal left kind of thing maybe keep the same amount of money for one year and then free up like uh i don't know like a joe kim noah type even though joe kim doesn't make a lot of sense to have here he's familiar with dibs's system and everything but he's got a shorter contract term deal so send him to the knicks yeah i mean something along those lines where you're well they don't even have a i don't know but but you're you're getting somebody who's making the same amount of money just a shorter term deal does that make any i mean i want to trade it i just don't think there's gonna you're gonna find anyone that's gonna take it unless you trade that first round pick and you know friend of the show doogie has made it pretty clear that we don't plan on moving that pick and and let's let's be clear if you were another team what's the pitch to take him what is he doing right now that's so i think he makes you enamored the one thing i'll say is uh as much as we dislike gorgie right now um i you you it's not that i don't dislike him it's the value for the production and the money i'm saying like I think you'd screw yourself more by getting rid of him than you would by keeping him just yes. because you have to give up a first-round pick or take on, like, a really bad con- – like, there's – I just don't see anyone taking him. Now, granted, if someone does come to you and says, you know, we'll take Gorgie off your hands, you know, you give us Gorgie, give us a first-round – or not, give us, like, a couple seconds or something. If you found a way to finagle someone that wanted him, great. I, that seems unlikely. But, you know, the, the Kings love big men. Well, maybe maybe you know, maybe we can get I, them to. I think that was a name that they were they were talking about that they liked. So I, I mean that's that's very possible. Let's. Uh, All right, so here we go. Twenty. The Spurs. I think uh, again we've talked about this in the past, but a match made in heaven. Gary Trent Jr., uh, the shooting guard out of Duke, uh, six foot six. This absolutely feels like not only a steal for the Spurs, but the exact type of player the Spurs would turn into a great player, as they always seem to do. Yep. Similar physically to Danny Green, would be a nice piece for the future and could pair well with Howell Radio favorite uh, DeJount Murray. I think those two would go really nicely together because um, he's not a great shooter, DeJount. Um, you know, as Gary Trent Jr.'s dad, Gary Trent Sr., talked about uh, when he was on our show, no one works as hard as Gary. And it shows on the court. And I think he would be a Popovich favorite. So I, I think this would be just an absolute perfect pick here for the Spurs. Yeah, that's that's a good call. Um, 20th overall, I have the Spurs. And I got to be honest with you, I struggled with this. I went best player available. I... I can easily, I mean, even as I'm about to tell you guys right now, I see see myself changing this as I do some deeper dives because I couldn't find a good fit for them right now. I went with uh, Gilgis Alexander from Kentucky, the point guard. 
I'm not sure how much I haven't been following the Spurs as close. If they're absolutely in love with Murray, if they'd want maybe a different style of point guard, but it doesn't help to have two young point guards, especially because let's face it, Tony Parker long in the tooth, maybe one more year left in the tank. And now you have two point guards to really sort of nurture and curate in the Spurs culture. And that's why I went with the best point guard that is available. Gilgis Alexander from Kentucky. I think the scariest thing here with the Spurs picking 20 is any of the guys that we've just spent the last couple minutes talking about being available. A guy like Musa, a guy like Troy Brown, a guy like uh, Gary Trent Jr. I mean, love the international prospects. God, that would just be so scary for any one of those guys to fall into the Spurs laps and Greg Greg Popovich licking his chops as uh, as the commissioner walks to the stand to announce the pick. I mean, that's that's the scary thing. They can have Musa, by the way, though, if they send us Kawhi. Can we agree? I'd be okay with that. They can move up to get him. Bleacher Report has the Spurs taking Lonnie Walker, the fourth, a shooting guard out of Miami. It makes sense. Yep, I agree. All right, moving on to 21 and the Bulls. Um, I have them going, and this is legit one of my favorite players in the draft. I am so high on this guy. Jonte Porter, um, obviously the brother of Michael Porter. Uh, power forward, Missouri, 6'11". He's a freshman. He's only 18 years old. Um, and actually, uh, he's actually a Bulls fan favorite at this spot. Um, I also think they could maybe trade out of it, just depending on what they want to do with it. I have heard that mentioned. Uh, some people feel Porter should have stayed in school, but he has officially declared. Although no agent yet, so he could return. But I, I think he's going to stay. You're definitely betting on his upside if you draft him. And for the rebuilding Bulls, this could be a nice piece for the future. Uh, the youngest player drafted in the 2017 draft, uh, so last season's draft, was E.K. Anabogu, who turned 19 on October 22nd. Uh, Jonte Porter won't turn 19 until November 15th. So very young. And uh, just uh, in my in my looking at this, uh, I'll give a shout-out to a Bulls fan, Ashland Austin, at Dad Bod B. And uh, he says uh, if Jonte Porter... Order is who they take here. That would be the best outcome. So Bulls fans are behind the pick, and I absolutely love Porter. Uh, again, if the if the Wolves were to take him, I would not be upset. I think he's going to be a really good player, uh, kind of like that Draymond Green type. So that's why I'm going to the Bulls here. Interesting choice there, Rob. 21st overall, I have going to the Chicago Bulls is a power forward center. He's a junior from USC, Chemezi Metu. Um, I think. This goes back to my my logic on on building around the marketing Portis concept, having the versatile front court. I think that could be a piece for the Chicago Bulls. But again, we're talking about a second pick in the first round. I could easily see this being moved because at this point, you have to imagine uh, a team filled with young players probably doesn't want more young players so if they can swap that out and a team that is looking at a guy that's available and they know hey we can trade with the bulls and pick up a uh jante porter or a uh, a wagner or a troy brown if available or a musa if available they really are in love with that player this could be the point in the draft where you see that you're going to see some action here as these teams have a second or even a third pick in the first round but uh, just to say it again, uh, Chicago 21st, Chemeze Matu from USC. 
Uh, Bleacher Report has the Bulls taking Mitchell Robinson. I don't know if they really actually go with that pick if they already draft uh, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. with that uh, seventh overall yes, pick. Exactly. Uh, but if they get a guy, you know, like you know Michael Porter or one of the Bridges brother or uh, Bridges. The Bridges, brother. the Bridges brothers. The Bridges brothers. I'm just. That. That's actually pretty. I mean, if Something they ended up on the, if they ended up on the same team, that'd be pretty cool. But uh, Brooks brothers um, and dress shirts. Yeah, there you go. If if the Bulls go with Wendell Carter with the seventh, I don't see them going big man here. I see them going maybe a shooting guard or small forward, maybe like Chandler Hutchison from Boise State. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his. Watch him play if you haven't. Uh, really, really talented player. Uh, so moving on to 22, uh, the Utah Jazz. I have them taking Anthony Simmons. Um, sorry, Anthony Simons, uh, the shooting guard, uh, six foot four, uh, high school senior, uh, eighteen, uh, almost nineteen years old, with Exum restricted free agent and Ricky only having one year left on its deal. It makes a lot of sense to grab a combo guard prospect as future insurance that can kind of grow and, and learn from Ricky. Physically not tall, but gotta love his length: six foot seven wingspan, eight foot two standing reach. Far from a ready-made player, and he did for, choose to forego college to join the draft through a loophole, and he has spent the last year at the IMG doing post-grad. Uh, IMG is a basketball academy, for those that don't know. Uh, rumors are out that he has a promise in the first round, which is why he is going this route instead of college. Uh, there's not a lot of info or film on him, given his circumstances, uh, but I think he makes a lot of sense here to take a, take a shot if you're the Jazz. All right, uh, 22nd overall, Hakimura, small forward from Gonzaga. I think this is a guy who could fit in extremely well with a blossoming Utah Jazz roster. I think the small forward is a position that the Jazz could improve on. Uh, I know Joe Ingles is playing that position a little bit, but he's also one of the older players on the Jazz. I think you get some youth and you have a great mentor, uh, Hakimura from Gonzaga at 20. 22 to the Jazz. Uh, Bleacher Report has Anthony Simons going here at 22 to the Utah Jazz. Rob? Yeah, see, they know what's up. All right, so moving on to the next pick, 23. We have the Pacers. I have them taking uh, Kiri Thomas, the shooting guard out of Creighton, six foot three. He's uh, just about 22 years old. Uh, so solid two-way player, very good jump shot. Uh, the hot comparison for him is Drew Holiday, and if he becomes similar to that at 23, the Pacers would be very happy. Uh, just He's 22 years old, but a decent athlete, nice wingspan, make him a nice piece. And if he can uh, take his solid form jumper to pass the three-point line, I think he could really be something long-term. So that's who I have going to the Pacers. Good stuff, Rob. Well, speaking of Holiday, how about Aaron Holiday, the point guard from UCLA, going 23rd overall to the Pacers? That's who I have in my mock draft. He's a junior, uh, like I said, a point guard, and I think could be a solid addition to a Pacers team, high upside, and that's what you're looking for at number 23. Uh, Here I have the Pacers, or Bleacher Report, I should say, has the Pacers taking Jacob Evans, a small forward from Cincinnati. Yeah, good player. I can see that. Uh, So moving on to the Blazers. Uh, 24. I have them taking a 6'3 point guard from Duke, Trevon Duval. Uh, he's uh, 19 years old, almost 20. I know I'm definitely higher on him than some. Got a good looking jumper, has court vision, solid passer. There are definitely, these are definitely things to like about his game. 
And at the 24th pick, uh, you're not guaranteed anything anyways. Um, with both their backup point guards hitting restricted free agency, it would make some sense to have some insurance for behind Lillard. And he could be a nice bench piece for the future, especially if he continues to improve. So uh, I think at 24, he's a nice, a nice selection here for the Blazers. Well, here you guys go. Portland on the clock, 24th. Zazen Musa from Sedevita Zagreb. I mean, what can I really say that you guys haven't? Uh, very high upside player. I think the the Blazers would be in absolute luck if they landed him here. You already have the offensive firepower, which is Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. You add a three into the mix, a guy that can play small forward for you, and... That's a lot of points every night. So with that being said, there you have it, 24th overall, Zan Musa. Uh, here, Bleacher Report has the Trailblazers taking Chandler Hutchison from Boise State. Great player. Really great player. Uh, 25, we're looking at the Lakers here. I have them taking uh, Keita Bates-Jopp, small forward out of Ohio State, six foot seven. Uh, he's uh, already over 22 years old. For the Lakers, I think this is a value pick, plain and simple. He can play both ends of the floor very effectively, including being one of the best defenders in college this past year. Uh, he, like I said, he's 22 years old already, but he will be able to contribute day one, which I think that's important for a team in the rebuilding process to have some guys that are kind of veteran-like. And for someone that's you know stayed in college, I think that makes a lot of sense here. He projects to be mainly a three, but also could play some modern small ball four. Uh, you know, in college, 19.8 points, 8.7 rebounds, 1.6 assists, 1.6 blocks. In 34 games at Ohio State this season, he shot 48% from the field, 35% from three. So there's a lot of stuff to like uh, if you're the Lakers. So Kata Bates, Jop, uh, small forward from Ohio State going to the Lakers at 25. All right. A high upside player, Rob and Kevin have discussed in full Oregon freshman Troy Brown going to the Lakers. I think he fills in a void left in, in really the fire sale, which was like Jordan Clarkson. I, I think he can add some depth. And you know what? Hey, if uh, they need some buckets, that's the guy they can go to. I think the Lakers get a score somewhat like a Kyle Kuzma value here at 25 by landing Troy Brown from Oregon at 25 overall. I love that pick, but I hate that he goes to the Lakers. Uh, Bleacher Report has the Lakers from the Cavaliers taking Aaron Holiday from UCLA. All right, so now moving on to 26, the 76ers. I have them taking small forward, six foot seven out of Boise State, Chandler Hutchison. I absolutely love this guy. I think he could end up being the steal of the draft. If he was 18 or 19, you would see him hit, you would definitely see his name towards the top of the draft. But at 22, uh, he's going to be a late first pick, likely. He can drive, defend, rebound. He's very athletic. And he put it all together, and you have the makings of a quality two-way player. Again, could be the steal of the draft here at pick 26. Uh, given what the Sixers already have, you know, a power forward or a center would probably be the best uh, option for them. But just given where we are at the draft, the best player available is not going to be something like that. So I think going with a solid small forward does make a lot of sense, at least more so than a guard. I have seen some Sixers fans over calling for a, a guy like Jalen Brunson, uh, which I don't really necessarily agree with. But kind of like we talked about earlier, if they're not all in on Fultz, uh, maybe they do go with a guy like Jalen Brunson here. So I think they have some options, but you can't go wrong with Chandler Hutchison. The guy is 
absolutely incredible. I think he's going to be the steal of the draft. Is there any players available at this point in the draft that would say maybe B from Duke? That's a good shooter, almost like a JJ Redick. I think I know one. Um, Grayson Allen, twenty sixth to the Philadelphia 76ers. I think they want his shooting. I have shooting guard as a position of need behind JJ Redick. And this could be a solid pickup. You know, Grayson Allen, he's had some off the court issues on the court issues, even too, but I think there's some fire in that belly. And I think you in line, you know, there's some strong leaders on the, the 76ers. I don't think, I don't see him really being a problem. I think Embiid, I think Simmons can check that at the door, and I think he's locked in. you got a four-year guy coming out from one of the best coaches, if not the best college coach in the country, and Grayson Allen, 26 overall to the Philadelphia 76ers. I think someone eventually could get a steal in Grayson Allen wherever he goes, but he's going to have to be in the right locker room. So exactly. I, I agree. I think this could be a good situation for him. You see what I mean? There's yeah. no way Embiid's going to let a, a new guy come in and, and like cause if him. the Wolves took him, for example, like he doesn't get to pull any of that stuff with Jimmy Butler here, or with Tom Thibodeau here. So the right the right situation is key for him. Where, what, are they, what are they looking at on Bleacher Report? Uh, Bleacher Report is the Sixers taking Jerome Robinson from Boston College. Which, uh, you know, at this uh, late stage in the game, you're going to have a lot of different names. So uh, at 27, uh, we have the Celtics. And I have, this is one of my, another favorite player of mine. I showed Kevin some highlights of this guy. Uh, six foot nine point guard, or six foot ten, depending on you ask. Six foot ten point guard, Isaac uh, Bonga uh, from Frankfurt, Germany. Uh, only 18 years old currently. I am super intrigued by him. Um, I'm guessing he's going to be a draft and stash at just 18 years old. There are a lot of things to like about his game, as he is considered by some to be no joke. Like I said, a six foot ten point guard, which is crazy. Uh, the Celtics are a totally stacked team. They don't necessarily need any help currently, and they already have loads of young talent. A young draft and stash could be the perfect pick here. They also might trade it. Um, so if they keep it, though, I could really see this being a good pick here. If you have not watched him play, I suggest you do. So, because much like Hutchison, eventually this could be one of those diamond in the roughs we talk about for years. Uh, he has a solid looking form, but his shot is not consistent in terms of makes. You can actually go on YouTube and there's a video of him playing a horse uh, that's pretty amusing. Uh, but again, just 18. Uh, he can drive to the basket, he can finish with the best of them. Uh, like many prospects, he has work to do on the f- defensive end, but I feel that will come in time. And again, he's 18. You're sitting here at pick 27. Take a chance. I, I, Rob, I think that is uh, of all the analysis I've heard of all these players, I think that is a sneaky good assessment. Uh, the Celtics are indeed stacked; they don't need it right away. And if he pans out to be the player he's going to be, well, Danny Ainge is going to keep looking like Danny Ainge, right? Hitting home runs. Uh, the guy I have going here at twenty-seven, Landry Shamet from Wichita State, um, a point guard, shooting guard, combo guard, really. Um, We know Kyrie's health has been a little hit and miss. And also, um, you know, is Marcus Smart staying or going? I think Terry Rozier has played nicely. And this could be a guard that could fill in and provide some depth and backup in case of injury or in case a player does happen to move. So there you have it. 27, Landry Shamet, Wichita State. 27 for Bleacher Report. They have the Celtics taking Bruno 
Fernando, a center from Maryland. All right. Why not? Sure. Why not? Who, by the way, I had going way higher. Way, way higher. Okay, so we'll find out who was wrong there. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's Mox. That's what's fun about Mox. Yep. Uh, at 28, I have a uh, point guard from Villanova, six foot three, Jalen Brunson, which this would be an absolute steal, I think, if you're the Warriors. You would relish the opportunity to take him. Uh, Sean Livingston is no spring chicken, so I think he is not only a great value pick here, but is eventually a need as well. Already almost 22 years old, so that is a big reason he's still available. Championship pedigree, playing for Villanova, so he will fit right in with the Warriors in their winning ways. Uh, Fresh off winning the Wooden Award for being the nation's best college player. So at 28, he's the perfect fit for this Warriors team. He can score, pass, and isn't going to make many mistakes. He'll be able to contribute day one if the Warriors for some reason need him to. Uh, Fred Van Vliet is a player he has been compared to, and his dad, Rick, is currently an assistant with the Timberwolves. So kind of a fun fact. Well, talk about the rich getting richer. I think, Rob, that could be a home run for the Golden State Warriors. Another guy who on my mock is available, which I think maybe the two of you would agree would also be a home run for the Golden State Warriors, and that is Jonte Porter from Missouri, the freshman. I'd be so mad if they got him. Could you imagine? I'd be so mad. (laughs) Could you imagine? I love his game so much. It's it's like a Jordan Bell. Like Draymond Green basically gets to learn from Draymond Green is what you're telling me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, my God. So, so Bleacher Report yes. has the Golden State Warriors also getting Jalen Brunson. See? Gosh. Up. That's the rich The rich get richer still. Yep. He's a right. solid player. Very similar to like a Frank Jackson, you know, a guy that, uh, you know, played for a number of years. Not the biggest guy in the world, but just solid. Solid player. So, moving on to 29, uh, we have the Nets. And uh, Aaron will love this pick. The Nets take... Mo Wagner, power forward, Michigan, 6'11", uh, junior. Uh, NetsDaily.com has said there are hints that the Nets are fans of his, and he definitely fits a need because they literally have no power forwards on the roster <laughs> under contract after this year. Uh, and they need scoring at that position. Anyone that watches the Big Ten knows who he is, and he's a really good player. I think he could go late first, early second, when all is said and done. So I think it makes a lot of sense here. There you go, Rob. All right. 29th overall, Brooklyn Nets select Jerome Robinson, a point guard, shooting guard from Boston College. He's a junior. I think he can come in and play rather quickly with the Nets. I don't know what the Nets are going to do right here. I got to be honest with you. I their their roster is a hot mess. They could go any which way. Really, it's going to be best player available. We're mocking here, uh, well ahead of the draft. So depending really on who's available here for the Nets, I could easily see a best player available. However, in this scenario, Jerome Robinson from Boston College goes 29th overall to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Bleacher Report has the Nets taking Mo Wagner from Michigan, so in agreement with Rob. Wow, Rob. Great minds. And let's end it off with number 30 and the Hawks. I have them taking shooting guard, point guard out of SMU, 6'6", Shake Milton. Uh, 21. That's a sweet name, by the way. Shake, shake, shake. 21 years of age. Uh, The team is in full rebuild mode, and Shake can play both guard positions, given his 6'11 wingspan, 6'6 height. He's able to defend multiple positions as well, which is... That's a big bonus. Uh, 42% from three this season. Great passer. Age as well as lacking speed and athleticism. That's why he's available at 30. 
So Shake Milton ends out my mock draft 1.0 to the Hawks. Okay, rounding out the first round, Brandon McCoy, a center from UNLV. He's a freshman. Tons of upside. Could be what the Hawks need. Otherwise, this is the Hawks' third first-round pick of the first round. It could be moved. Both of the second picks could be moved. You know, three picks in the first round on a young team. Granted, they need a lot of players. It's going to be up to the front office. Do they see somebody that is in need, that fills a void for them? Great. Grab them. I don't see it happening. I think it's just a young team adding more young players. I think they look to make a move. Maybe throw this pick you know, two years down the road in exchange for something um, because they don't need a third round, a third first round pick right now. Nonetheless, I have them selecting Brandon McCoy, a center out of UNLV. Kevin, Good let's player. wrap it up. Bleacher Report has him taking Bruce Brown Jr. out of Miami. Uh, we saw this a little bit with the Portland Trailblazers uh, last year having, what, four first-round picks, I think it was? Or was it three? Something I like that. Yeah. But, I mean, just a, just a, an overabundance of picks. I think the Hawks are in a different place than the Blazers, so they may keep all three well, and uh, try to try to develop some young talent. Let's add, the Blazers somehow pulled a, a salary cap miracle and made all types of maneuvers to, I mean— they were like the third or fourth highest paid team. Yeah. You know? Well, they got rid of Alan Crabb, which helped immensely. Yes. So um, maybe the Hawks can do something similar and have that type of success. There we have it. All right. So Mach 1.0 is in the books on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel and Woo! the Owl Quarter 2. Stay tuned as we have a lot more mocks coming up throughout the following. That does it for the first half show. Stay tuned for the second half coming later this week on iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere great podcasts are found. You can listen to us on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel on Wednesdays from 2 to 5 p.m. and Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central.